Hello, hello, and welcome to this topical life. How are we doing this week? How are we doing this week? Um, okay, let's see here. Deep breath. Oh, yeah, I need to work on that. Um, let's see. So last week we were talking about grabbing on to our grievances and grabbing on to our happy moments. Okay, so just backing up, we're talking about Sila. We are in the event of right now of looking um, in this in in the middle. Like here's the past and this in the back. The present is in the future. We're taking a pause. That pause is named Sila. Okay, so this has been a progression sessions basically. And um, anyway, so here we are and. Um, Let's let, let me just get here honest with you, okay? Because I promised you I'd come. I'd come and I'd be honest. And here I am. The day after recording, I like had a full-blown panic. Like all of a sudden I felt like I was doing everything wrong, um, specifically with the progression of this podcast, essentially, and just what I envisioned for it, what I thought I should be, what I, sh you know, I just got all these like, really bad thoughts about myself, um, you know, just feeling like, what am I doing? Um, and I think a lot of it kind of probably has to do with me turning 40, which I'll get to that here in a bit. But, you know, just basically just had a compilation of thoughts that weren't true. But I reached out to some people. Um, and they helped me gear me to above and getting my mind here above the head, not situationally where I was at, you know, and what I loved about reaching out to these two specific people is that they both, they both weren't there for answers. They weren't there for telling me I was wrong. They basically were just pointing me upward, you know, upward and onward. And just like, do what you can do where you are, you are fine, you know, just back up, you know, didn't say pause, but like, just stop, just stop. You're not, don't fear, you know, don't work yourself into a tizzy, you know, it's like we are working so hard on our minds and like how we're controlling our minds. And then sometimes it feels like my mind is like taking over, like I'm too much in my head or something, you know what I mean? So I don't know, it's, that's a battle that I constantly have to deal with, but, um, so there was that moment. And then there was also a moment I specifically remember this week where I was just like, Oh, yeah, this is this is what it feels like. Okay, yeah, I, I remember this feeling. And it was like, I was upset about something. And, you know, I could have go gone and just like, I don't know, complained to my husband about him per se, or like, just take it out on somebody kind of situation. But I, um, I sat down and I was like, this sucks. This feeling really sucks. Like, okay, yeah, this is the feeling. This is a feeling I have right now. I'm going to sit in this feeling. And I remember thinking about you guys per se and thinking like, oh, wow, I'm really eating my words right now. Really eating my words. Um, the hats from Amazon. <laughs> Sorry. Someone comment my brother commented on the hat. Um, this is live. Yeah. So anyway, um, So I was in that moment and I was like thinking, I was just like, oh, I want to leave this. I want to leave this so bad. Like 
I can now I know what I'm talking about. I know what I'm talking about when I talk about wanting to leave the moment. I mean, it just it just I it gets easier. But you know, I still have that feeling of like wanting to just move on from the moment and just like get that feeling out move to the next thing, you know, that kind of thing. But I did sit in it. And it it kind of like I got teary. And then I just kind of it kind of just let go. And then I just was able to move and I was able to just kind of move to the next thing. And I didn't really and then I had another breakthrough down later in the week. And I noticed that this is what's really cool is I had a breakthrough in something else that I hadn't thought about before. And so I put two and two together. And that is this. When you are, quote, what I said last week, grabbing moments by the jugular, like I said last week, right? Um, your mind eventually starts having space to think about other thoughts. You know, when you're in control of your thoughts and where your head is going, then it almost kind of like opens your brain to other ways, other ways and other things to think about and things that, I don't know, things that you might think that you want to get to in your mind, but you never do. Or, you know, you just get overwhelmed with the thing right in front of you, that kind of deal. Well, w one thing I had was, um, a breakthrough in my thinking and this is just something very simple but it was it was a big breakthrough for me and my kids have been bothering me you know we're basically locked down all the time as it as it is and you know the kids are on top of each other we don't live in a very huge house but you know Tobin and or Tobin was talking about how like he needs his own room and you know is the playroom his room and like all these things and and I immediately start to get stressed out like Oh, they, you know, he, you know, this is happening and they need this. And am I doing this? And, you know, I, you know, I could easily just get hard on myself, you know, but then I had this breakthrough. I was just like, I was like, what, what am I doing? I was like, um, Tobin and everybody else in this house, I've shared a room with your dad for like ever. Okay. I've shared a room for like 19 years. Okay. You don't need your own room end of story you don't need it and he and and Tobin he goes well that's your choice mom <laughs> I was like okay we'll get to that a different time but that's just not something I normally would think about like I, I think I would probably start stressing out um about their needs or just what you know what what's really going on and that kind of stuff but I was just able to break through that moment or like you know, the thoughts of Christmas coming up. I think about Christmas like in September. Seriously, what is it? It's October. I'm already late. So um, I'm a planner. And so, you know, I was thinking, I was just like, maybe this is the year we just truly sit back and not not make it a major deal, you know, like thinking outside the box. I feel like because I've labeled things and been on this journey for a bit that my mind is freer to think about other things, you know, and that's, that's a good bonus to I think, um, going down this route. I also have some actual research that I kind of fell upon. Um, that I was like, Oh, this is actually scientific. I mean, I think some of us know that but just um, they call it like, brain labeling, basically, but um, I wanted to read it to you. Okay, so let me look at to my phone here because it was something I sent to myself. Um, so it was this re it was a it was someone from Penn State who did an article on coping with COVID stress, and um, the doctor 
is out of uh, Penn Medicine or something like that. Hold on, let me get to it real quick. Um, the title of it, it's by, it's written by Hannah Messenger, but it's Coping with COVID Stress from Pandemic Brain Fog to Building and Studying Resilience. And I just thought this was such a great article because first of all, it's not opinion, it's more like research. Um, but the, the doctor that does the psychology behind this is from Perlman School of Medicine, director at the Center for Treatment of Study and Anxiety. I guess that's, I don't know where that is, but she's a doctor, okay? So here's it is. Research suggests, or excuse me, during this time of grief and change, <clears throat> many, to put it simply, just aren't feeling great. While feelings of anxiety and concern are normal during a crisis like this, this stress can impact people in a variety of ways. Overall, feelings of depression and anxiety are higher than ever before. There are also s smaller manifestations and symptoms of stress, including headaches, inability to focus, physical aches and pains, and lack of sleep. All right, and to break that down, what's going up on in your brain? Okay, and this is what I was just like, oh, yes. Okay, we are on track, you guys. We are on track. Thank you, Jesus. Um, listen to this. Research suggests that the part of the brain called the limbic system is hyperactive during times of negative emotions and stress, explained by Lily Brown, Ph.D. and assistant professor of psychology and psychiatry at the Perlman School of Medicine, director in the Center of Treatment and Study of Anxiety. What? The limbic system acts as a control center for feelings and reactions. For example, the well-known fight-or-flight response begins in the limbic system, triggering feelings of anxiety and fear. So are you having trouble thinking, planning, and getting things done recently, it could be related to stress from the pandemic. In many cases, when emotions become overblown, parts of the brain in charge of executive function tend to not communicate as well with the emotional parts of the brain. The limbic system is overriding the executive functioning circuit. Brown shared that this can cause people to have trouble focusing or controlling impulses. You can revert, this is what I really wanted to share with you guys. You can reverse that cycle by using different language techniques or labeling emotions. Awesome, okay? A strategy called effect labeling to help activate executive functioning and control, reducing the activation of negative emotions related to stress. One key strategy is to, to boosting resilience is mindfulness, woohoo! Taking a moment to be aware of surroundings to reduce stress levels. There you have it, folks. Okay, that is what we're doing. That's what we did last week. That's what we're going to continue to do. Labeling those emotions, being aware of the moment, being present in the moment as much as it sucks. Okay, because it pays off. It does pay off. You are going somewhere by not doing anything. I think that's what drives me is that, you know, real change Real change is not linear, okay? This is what I have a problem with, like, self-help books. I mean, they are helpful, but really, self-help books, it's like, you know, I want to get a hold of a self-help book and be like, okay, if I do this, this will happen. If I do step A, B, C, D, E, F, G, that will happen. Well, it either does happen and doesn't stay, or you're, you're like, going up and down, right? And that's life. I mean, you can progressively move forward, but really, you know, life is not linear. It is not linear. And, and so, um, I think the heart of the article that I really like, and I think what we are working on is resiliency. And so the actual end goal is resiliency. And I think that 
what we're doing by labeling and sitting in this pause is that we are creating a resiliency and that resiliency will help you down the road during hardship. Okay. So this is the thing. I'm going to go ahead and tell you, I think I'm depressed right now. I can honestly say, I think I'm struggling with depression. Now I do take medication. All right. And so I generally have depression anyways, but I think I have more right now if I had to diagnose myself, which is probably not the smartest thing because I'm not a professional, but I think I'm situationally depressed and I've been here before. Okay. There's a difference. I highly recommend, like, I just feel like I should share this with you. I feel like I should share depression because, um, I think it would be really hard at this point to have either not thought maybe you have a depression during this or that you could have depression in this or that you wonder if someone that you love has depression right now. The chances are yes, yes, and yes, whether it's, you know, situationally or not. And that's not something to be scared of. It's just something to be aware of. And, you know, I think I probably personally should see a counselor, you know, um, but right now you're my counselor. So there we go. Woo! Um, no, but I do think that when you're seeing a professional that can evaluate you and say, you know, I think that I have had someone say, you know, I think you're situationally depressed. I think this will pass. I don't think this is medical. And it did. And it did. And then, but I have a baseline of depression anyways, um, chemically. So, you know, I've been all over the map on this kind of stuff. And I just want to say, if you want to reach out to me, I can just be a listening ear. Nothing freaks me out at all. And so, just even saying, yeah, I think I'm struggling with depression right now. I mean, what that, what does that look like for me as I'm labeling my emotions and as I'm, um, trying and I'm building this path of resiliency and I'll get to more about that specifically, but as I'm building this, um, I'm, I'm just being open to that. Okay. You know, if it gets worse or like, I just feel like, you know, I'm getting things done, but I want to sleep more or, you know, I need to put some time working out. That always makes me feel better. I should probably drink more water. You know, I do those things that I know make myself feel better. But generally, I think I'm really just sad. You know, I, I'm really fighting a lot of sadness. I'm also doing homeschool, which is something I didn't want to do. You know, I, you guys have heard me say that a million times. So there's just a lot of like, eh, you know, right now, but it feels situational. It does feel situational. This is not going to be forever, but this is not, and then I want to make this clear. This is not just 2020. Okay. Do not, I mean, I don't know how to say this, but I do think those funny memes about, oh, well, it's cause it's 2020. It's just cause it's 2020 and it's 2020. Well, maybe, but maybe not. Maybe that what we're working on and what we're setting our sights on is something bigger than 2020. Remember like getting up here on the higher level, not into the, in the crazy chaos, but like higher up in the thinking of the higher up, like we're doing things to help us down the road. And right now, you know, um, let's hope 2020 doesn't continue the way it is, you know, but we're not focusing on just 2020. Okay. Don't put your energy towards that. Don't. Don't, don't do that because it's just, it feels negative. It feels like if you keep putting that out there, that neg anything negative that happens is going to be because it's 2020. And I just, I feel like that's a trap for myself. I definitely feel like it's a trap and I, yeah, the memes are hilarious, but I'm kind of just kind of like tired of it to tell you the truth. I'm tired of feeling like 2020 is kicking my ass. It's not, I'm kicking its ass. Okay. So, um, 
you know, with that, what is happening to our kids? Okay. And the topic of resiliency, holy freaking moly. So I'm, you know, I haven't really been too open with my kids. Joey made a comment the other day. He's just like, you don't really seem upset or like, you don't really show that. And I'm like, it made me kind of think, well, maybe I need to be more honest about what I'm struggling with, you know, um, or just what bothers me. And like I said, I'm turning 40, like in a matter of days, but I was at a gathering and, um, a really good friend of mine, she's an ICU nurse and she was telling me, um, the things that she's seeing. And I was telling her, I was asking her, you know, do you mind if I mention that on this podcast? Because that's pretty significant. And it's kind of made me, it's kind of sat there in my brain and my heart. Just, I feel heavy, definitely feel heavy coming into this session. Um, and the one thing that really sticks is that, you know, there's really not a lot of COVID cases in Portland at all. And, and it's frustrating to a lot of people because especially in the hospital in the sense of there's a lot of teenagers and adolescents coming into the hospital with anorexia, coming in with panic attacks, migraines. And the latest one was a girl who was about 14 years old, jumping off a two story house, trying to kill herself and survived and she said that seeing that child in the state that she was was probably one of the worst things she's ever seen and she's seen a lot so you know just even letting that soak in um you know it's this is where we're at this is this is we are having to face making resilient choices and 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 on top of that creating that in our children and watching my son and my daughter be in their rooms all day on digital learning makes me sick and I'm thinking to myself okay we need to I, I don't think that the, I don't think it's healthy I mean we all know it's not healthy but it's like I can see the effect I can see the effect and I'm a stay-at-home mom for the most part and I'm available to help my kid and I um, you know all hands on deck over here and yes it things are spread thin and that kind of thing but love is here you know and a lot of people don't have that okay so we are in my opinion these kids, the kids are in crisis. I think the division that is happening with politics and everything else, the real crisis is our kids. It's our kids. And you know what? We can do something about that at home. Okay. We can do something about that. I don't know about the girl who jumped off the two story thing. You know, thank God she's alive. She's going to get the help she needs. And I pray to God her life turns around. And thank God she survived. I mean, holy cow. I mean, she's not happy about it, but I mean, I mean, geez, Jesus, I, you know, this is where we're at. The kids are in crisis. In my opinion, the kids are in crisis. And, you know, I was listening to a sermon and the sermon, uh, Levi Lesko, he had mentioned that, um, that kids these days are actually getting less outside time than prisoners. Okay. Prisoners are required like at least an hour a day. I believe it was, I don't know. I'll have to listen again, but 
kids are having less than that. They're not getting outside. They're not, they're not, it's, it's, it, whether it can't happen or it's not happening, that's what's happening. The kids are in crisis. This is our future, right? So that's something I'm thinking about. That's something I'm sitting with. And, um, resiliency. It's okay. If your kid is not doing well, it's okay that my son is not doing well. Okay. It's okay. It's something that we have to address and it's something that we have to deal with and practice that and get better at as, as we are right. There is no, there is no full on answer to changing this around. I mean, I think most people would think, well, the kids need to get back into school. Well, that could be true, but they're not in school right now. They're not in school. So, or whoever's listening, maybe the yours are, but in Portland, it's not. And, um, and even if they're in school, then there's other something else, right? So resiliency, resiliency does not mean that you are not, you're doing everything right and you're pressing through and you're moving on. Actually, resiliency means that you fall and you get back up and you fall and you get back up. It's in the get back up. It's in the get back up that you're creating that resiliency. And so eventually you power through and you know what, this is, this is what our kids are going to have to deal with. This is what they are dealing with. And, um, you know, so we're doing the best we can. We're doing the best we can. And grace, grace is there. Um, we just have to trust that it's there and that's going to work out, you know, um, So back to where you put your energy in. So in this whole resiliency talk, um, where are you putting energy? So like one thing that came to my mind was when we talk about division, you know, there's obviously a, a crazy amount of division right now in our society and in America, right? Um, when you are putting energy into being reactionary to division, you are absolutely wasting your freaking time. You're wasting your energy. You're wasting what could be holding back and observing, you know, and I'm not saying there isn't a place for a reaction. I'm just saying, I'm just saying rea being a reactive to division, it, what does it accomplish? Like looking at it truly, what does it accomplish? Right. Um, I think when people say protecting your time and your brain, it's where you're putting your energy, where you're putting your mindfulness, where are you putting um, what counts? And that's not a guilty thing. That's just literally the power in you moving, moving. Where are you putting it? Where are you putting it? And it's not thinking in your head like I should be doing this or I should be doing that or I need to go to this riot or I need to go to this protest it's not necessarily specific to each person. It's different for each person, but protecting that your brain and your thoughts and your energy is so vital. I feel like it's so vital and to be, a, because it allows you to be aware, like, like wilderness. I mean, I thought about this, like the work that goes into protecting a state park to leave it alone, to actually, for it to be untouched actually requires a lot of work, like work that you never really thought about. And so the work I'm talking about is, is doing less of, 
um, reaction about division and and more about observing. Either way, it's 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 an energy type focus, right? So just taking away where you're putting energy and making it more having a full long term effect, right? So that's honestly the difference. I mean, if you look at a state park or you know Yellowstone and Glacier National Park, all of those places are are super protected to be free. You know, and I look at our brain like you want our brain. I want my brain to be untouched in that way. All the, you know, just the freedom to be mindful and the freedom to observe and not feel like I'm failing. Like that's what I'm talking about. Okay. And also in my um, learning, my homeschool learning, we talked about Tobin and I, I just kind of popped up a book about Pompeii. I'm so fascinated about Pompeii and so is Tobin. Like we're both very like, we like to see dead things and we like to see like creepy jails and like empty, like we're just, we're freaks. I can tell he's got it in him. Um, but anyway, so I was showing, I actually been to Pompeii and I was showing him pictures of pictures I had taken of the bodies that were like in this, I don't know, glass thing in Pompeii or whatever. So as I was reading this story, I was just, I didn't really know what I didn't know. But when I was reading this story, it was like, it really struck me that what was happening that day at Pompeii was a celebration of, of God's, I forget what God or what, whatever, but it wasn't like the God I'm talking about. It's more just like a worship of something. I forget Okay, I'm sounding really, really like I don't. Okay, back to school for TIFF, back to school for TIFF. But basically, they were having a festival, and the smoke from the volcano, Vesuvius or Vesuvius, was so, was like smoky, and like the mountain was like freaking smoking like all day long. And there was this massive celebration going on in the streets because it was a festival. So there was a lot more people, but no one was faced by the mountain because they thought it was a sign from the gods that it was a good thing. Okay. Now that's where their energy was, you know, and then when they started to get more signs of it being, okay, maybe this is not so great because rock was literally flying in the air and it wasn't heavy rock at that point. And we're just talking about like pebbles, like little like pieces of hail, but it was rock and it was getting dark and um, the sun started to change and then it was kind of raining. And then it was like all these signs were happening, but no one was like, oh, this is a celebration. It's okay. I mean, literally all day they went around and celebrated and it was like holy freaking cow like I wonder what they were thinking when they were huddled together by fours basically like what happened after the town had been discovered again it looked as though that people were like clumped together in their time of death basically um they basically hid in their homes knowing that it was going to crash down there was nowhere there for them to go. I mean, it, the lava went, I mean, the rock is what really kept them in. The rock kept getting bigger and bigger, and then they were just kind of trapped. And then the lava came in later. So it just, it's heartbreaking, you know. I don't. I was just like, golly, they had all these signs, and it was just like they're, I just, worshiping a false god, basically. It was not, it wasn't true worship. It was just like went to crap. I mean, I don't know what else to say, but it was just shocking that they had this warning sign like 
a long time. Um, now they're pretty much surrounded by water. I would imagine they could have gotten their boats and stuff like that, but, um, you know, it, it's, that is heartbreaking to think about. Um, but anyway, you know, it's, it's all heavy and it's all just like back and forth about how we're feeling and going and doing and what you're seeing and the struggle with your kids and what you should do and what you shouldn't do. And, um, but I just want to end this with saying you are absolutely not alone. I'm not saying I have all the answers. I'm saying I, I believe in a God that, um, has gotten me this far and will continue to go in that, in that route of faith. Um, but, and I, I, I just, I have, I just know that that will happen. I, but I also am not immune or not short-sighted to what is actually going on. And so, like I always, always go to, it's about surrender, you know, um, change isn't linear. We're building resilience, surrender the moment and listen to your inner knowing it's in you. I mean, we might believe different things, but there is something in you that you can listen to that you, I mean, some people can go out in nature and they see it. Some people do workouts and they see it or being around people, you know, um, there's just something that's bigger than you, you know? Um, and that's in meditating on that, meditating on something bigger and larger than you is what is going to build the resiliency when you fall, you know, when it's not a good day, when it's not a good moment, you know? And so anyway, I am 1000% with you and I'm going through it. I am going through it. So with that said, um, next week, um, we're going to take a break because I'm turning 40 and I just want to really live in this uh, change of going from 39 to 40. And I think on Monday, I'll still be just kind of settling in from the weekend and all that kind of stuff. So we will meet back the next Monday and I'll, and I'll write that on social media and all that kind of stuff. But you know, I would love to hear how you're doing. If you could message me or, um, you know, on Facebook or text me or something, I would love to hear how this is affecting you or how maybe there's something you've grabbed onto. Um, I want to feel like we're more in this together, but, um, you know, I know that we are, but I would love, love to hear from you. So have a great week. I will see you next week. See you the moment. Um, God bless you. And we'll see you again. Bye. If I could end this. Gosh, I forgot. Oh, there we go.